0: Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got an attitude. Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive. Welcome to Toon Lord Done Right, where today I'm gonna give you the TLDR on the fastest thing alive, Sonic the Hedgehog. Welcome, welcome to Toon Lord Done Right, where I take a moment to give you a brief yet detailed history of a movie, TV show, character or concept within animation. You can call me Dave and I'm kind of a tune historian in training. In honor of the upcoming uh, film slated for release in February 2020, today I wanted to take some time to talk about the animated history of Sonic the Hedgehog. Now I know that Sonic started off as a video game character and there's a lot of history in his games. However, That won't be my main focus right now. This, of course, is toon lore done right, not gaming lore done right. So maybe I'll tackle the gaming history at some point in the distant future, but for now, I'm gonna stick with the tunes. So now I'm gonna step into the quick history portion of the show. This is where I take a step into the origins of Sonic's history to build a framework for the rest of the show. Now, if you've literally never heard of Sonic before, you won't come into this completely blind. Sonic the Hedgehog, is the main character of a video game from the 90s for the Sega Genesis gaming console. He was designed by programmer and artist Yuji Naka, and Sonic was created to rival Mario, who was the mascot of their main competitor, Nintendo. Now, in his video game adventures, Sonic would repeatedly uh, face off with the villainous Dr. Ivo Robotnik, or also known as Dr. Edman who would capture woodland creatures and use them to power his evil death machines. Now, Sonic's games and popularity quickly grew, and the character spun off a number of products. Um, These products span across all media including, but of course not limited to, toys, more video games, printed media like comic books, uh, animations, movies, as well as TV shows. And while the quality of Sonic games have not been consistent, the character's popularity continues to grow. So now I'm going to dive into the the main toon lore. Sonic has had many animated outings, and most of them are self-titled, so I'm probably gonna say Sonic like a hundred thousand times over the course of this episode, Um, but the shows that I'm going to talk about are called The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, then Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Underground, Sonic X, Sonic Boom, the Mania miniseries and lastly I'll talk about the Sonic OVA or what most people think of it as the original animated Sonic movie. So to give a little brief history about my connection to the character, uh, the first introduction that I had to Sonic was of course by playing his video games on the Sega Genesis. My first Sonic game was Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that came bundled with the Sega Genesis and I've played that game Probably a hundred times um, over my lifetime now the sega genesis was where I instantly latched on to the game character And the lore surrounding it, but my interest only grew um, as I played more of the games and watched more of the TV shows The first TV show that really um, Got me connected to the character was of course the adventures of sonic the Hedgehog the adventures of sonic the Hedgehog was a bright and colorful show and it had a real Tex Avery or Looney Tunes vibe to it. The show debuted in 1993 and would air on the weekdays, typically in the mornings, or at least that's when I would catch it when I was growing up. Um, It was an episodic show with no true overarching narrative and it followed the escapades of Sonic and his best buddy Miles Prower, or he's also called Tails. And Tails is a fox with two tails that uses those tails to fly. Now, the show was loosely related to Sonic, only a few characters and certain locations were in reference to the original source material. Um, It was in this show that we got a hint of Dr. Robotnik's hatred for Sonic, but everything was in a, a real slapstick display. Now, we'll also introduce... The concept of Dr. Robotnik having two bumbling robotic minions. In this show, we had Scratch, who was a rooster with a high-pitched voice and a very unique laugh. <laughs> We also had Grounder, who kind of looked like a mini-tank, but he had a very low intellect and he had drills for hands. I gotta hold the most of me. (laughs) I just lost my head for a moment. Now, this is a trope that will be revisited a lot in later shows, um, particularly in the Sonic Boom series that we're going to cover a bit later. Now one of the most important pieces of lore to come out of this show would be, in my opinion, Sonic's intense love of chili dogs. The reason why I feel like this is so important is because after introducing it in this show, the video games would would catch on to the popularity that Sonic's love of Chili Dog has with the fandom. With that in mind, another major part of this show was having the voice actor Jaleel White play as Sonic. Two chili dogs to go, Slow on the double! Huh? i waiting! And in my opinion, apart from his role as Steve Urkel, this was his most iconic role. His skills as a voice actor really brought Sonic's uh, personality to life. And many fans still think that he has the ideal voice for Sonic. I also have to admit that this particular design of Sonic, this classic design, um, Jaleel White's voice is the one that I always hear. No matter who the actual voice actor is, um, Jaleel White's voice is the one that stays in my mind. Now, moving on to our next series, which actually debuted in the same year, 1993, and ran for two seasons, was simply called Sonic the Hedgehog. The show had a much darker tone and was much more story based as well. The show aired on Saturday mornings instead of the weekdays and was dubbed by the fandom Sonic Sat AM. So moving forward, to save myself from saying Sonic 77 separate times, I'm going to just call this show Sat AM. Now, as I mentioned, the show had a much, much darker tone and took great liberties to create new characters and truly focus on their development. Now, we had fan favorite characters like Sally Acorn, Uncle Chuck, Rotor, and one of my personal favorites, Snively, and they were all created for the show. Now, this show also became the basis of Sonic's longest running comic book series um, created by Archie Comics as well. The comic book ran for more than 20 years. The show also gave us the dope theme song, The Fastest Thing Alive. So if you are familiar with the, the intro that I gave, then you probably love the song too. Sonic, he's the fastest thing. Alive. What surprised me and other fans is this show gave us a dark and gritty version of Dr. Robotnik. And to be real for a little bit, As a kid it kind of gave me the chills uh, when he would come on screen. Now the Dr. Robotnik of Sat-AM couldn't have been more different than the Robotnik from The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. While The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog robot was silly and incompetent, the villainous genius of Sat-AM had a deep and gravelly voice and was much more akin to let's say a Bond villain than a cartoon character that we were used to. Now, what was really cool about this, and it really kind of took hold of the darker tone, was that at the start of the show, we realized that Robotnik had essentially taken over the world already. So Sonic, Tails, Sally, and the others started a resistance to combat him. Now, as a kid, this was definitely something that I didn't expect. But of course, I fully welcomed it because I love the show. I followed the narrative and I was kept in constant suspense as to what would happen next. Now, I will admit that having these two shows play close to one another kind of confused me a little bit as a kid. Um, Sometimes I would watch The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and think, well, we're Sally. And then i would hop back to the other shows and think, Why is this so dark and not as silly? But no matter how confused I was um, about these two shows, I did still enjoy them both. Um, Sad I am more than The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. But no matter how confused I was um, with these two shows um, and with all their faults, I still still pretty much love them both. But too bad I can't say the same thing about the next show. (sighs) Sonic Underground. It debuted in 1999 and ran for 40 episodes. Now at first, this show gave me hope. Since Sat AM ended in 1994, I wasn't sure I'd ever see another Sonic TV show. Then I first started to see commercials for this show and I got mad hype. It was nearly identical in the art style of SAT AM. And I thought that I'd finally be able to get some of the answers that I didn't get from the ending of Sat AM, like the cliffhanger ending, who was the mysterious character in the shadows? What is gonna happen next? What's gonna happen between Sonic and Sally? But sadly, none of those questions were answered. Instead of continuing the journey of Sonic, Sally, and the Freedom Fighters, we got a story about triplet hedgehogs, Sonic, Sonia, and Manic. Um, they were separated at birth and then brought together by, you'll never guess this, the power of music. Now, in their journey, they're on a quest to save their mother from the evil Dr. Robotnik, and this show kind of frustrated me as a kid because it seemed like they were trying to capture some of the same magic as Saam, but they missed the mark on all the important ways. Since the story, the characters were so much different, I would have appreciated a difference in art style just that would complement the story. By doing this, um, they would have been able to develop new emotions for the new show. This likely would not have made the plot of the show any better, but my expectations going into the show would have been a little bit different. Now, while I don't feel positively about this show as a whole, there were some cool things about it. Jaleel White reprised his role as Sonic, and he also played the other two Hedgehog characters as well. And I've said this before, but Jaleel White is one of my favorite Sonic voice actors. Manic in the show, he was a green hedgehog and played the drums. He became a fan favorite of the show as well. Another cool thing about the show is I was able to see one of my favorite Sonic characters show up in animation for the first time, and this is Knuckles the Echidna. Other than that, um, you're hard pressed to find anything really great about the show. I'm sure there are many people and many fans in the world who like the show or even love the show, but I'm just not one of those people. Now a show that I am a fan of is Sonic X, which debuted in 2003. Now, full disclosure, I missed a lot of Sonic X in its initial run, but I caught most of it when it was released on Hulu years later. When it was originally released, I was genuinely excited to see it because I knew that it was loosely based on my second favorite Sonic game of all time, Sonic Adventure 2. Now it does deviate from Sonic Adventure 2's storyline a bit, however the major plot points are there. Dr. Robotnik is working with Shadows of the Hedgehog to threaten the world using a giant space (laughs) laser. The show originally um, was planned for 52 episodes, but it was expanded to have 78 episodes. Now, Oddly enough, those remaining episodes never received a traditional broadcast. They were instead streamed on uh, a Japanese uh, streaming service. However, as a tie-in promotion for the upcoming movie, the entire Sonic X series, including the added episodes will play on japanese tv this will be the first time ever that every episode will be aired on traditional media now i should also note that as of december 2019 the original 52 episodes of the original sonic x are available on netflix so If you're a sonic fan that missed out on the show for some reason in its original run you should definitely go check it out the show does a great job of respecting the the source material and adapting a fairly established storyline into the small screen the next show that i have on the list is a major departure from anything else that came before it and it definitely takes some liberties and some risks that no other show um, has done before and really nobody in the fandom was expecting Sonic Boom premiered in November 2014 and was a tie-in to the game of the same name. Now I know I said I wouldn't talk much about the games, but I have to say this about the Sonic Boom video game. It was garbage. Oh no he didn't! I mean it sucked really bad. Like it was riddled with glitches and it was nearly an unplayable game. Now, this was disappointing to a lot of fans because Sonic Boom did a major redesign for each of the characters, and if the game was good, it could have helped to define the Sonic series and games for years to come. But since the game was terrible, people didn't have much hope for the show either. But to my surprise, and to the surprise of many fans, the show was actually really fun to watch. The series centers around Sonic, Tails, uh, Amy Rose, Knuckles the Echidna, and an original character named Styx the Badger. Instead of being a purely action show, the series was a comedy aimed at children and teens and then the adults who grew up with the Sonic series like myself. In their adventures, um, they face off with Dr. Eggman and his two bumbling robotic sidekicks, Orbot and Cubot. The show was super meta and has a ton of inside jokes for those casual fans to get but also specifically for those longtime fans of the Sonic series and Sonic lore in general. The series was not afraid to make fun of itself and it really embraced its wacky side. By not taking itself too seriously, the show went on to, in my opinion, great fan success. The show ran for 104 episodes and while the show was very episodic, Um, Just like the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, there did seem to be an overarching uh, narrative or at the very least an overarching uh, continuity for the show to take a hold of. Now Sonic Boom was definitely a refreshing take on classic Sonic characters. So speaking of refreshing takes on characters, the next thing I want to briefly mention is the five part um, animated shorts called uh, Sonic Mania Adventures. And this mini series was released on YouTube in 2018 to promote the release of the Sonic Mania and the Sonic Mania Plus uh, video games. Uh, the series follows Sonic and his friends after the end of the Sonic Forces video game. Now, we see characters like Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, Mighty the Armadillo and for the first time, Ray the Flying Squirrel take on Dr. Eggman and his mechanical masterpiece, uh, Metal Sonic. The series is short, but it's definitely a true joy to watch, especially when you watch the end of Sonic Forces that ties directly into this miniseries. Uh, The attention to detail and love for the characters is so clear that I want them to have tie-in shorts like this for every game that they make. This series is definitely worth your time and they're totally free on YouTube. So please do yourself a favor and look them up right now. Like for reals. Pause this podcast and search for Sonic Mania Adventures right now. I'll wait. Take your time. So are you back? Okay, cool. Now, I know that the Sonic live-action movie will be out soon, so I wanted to end this episode on the original animated movie. Now, simply called, as you have probably guessed, Sonic the Hedgehog, this movie was originally a two-part OVA, and OVA stands for Original Video Animation. It was loosely based on the, the game Sonic CD and was originally released in 1996. Now, the story follows Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles as they do battle against Dr. Robotnik and his master creation, Metal Sonic. Now, the movie is, in my opinion, a fun ride and has some legitimate entry. Uh, We get to see some depth to Sonic characters, especially as they fight against Metal Sonic, who equals Sonic in almost every way. Now, when watching this movie for the first time, I didn't expect to... Care for Metal Sonic as much as I did. Sure, it's not a perfect movie, but it does a great job of humanizing its robotic villains. One of my biggest and personal criticisms is something that really can't be helped, but anytime I see a design of Sonic that looks remotely similar to the Sat AM design, I really just want to hear Jaleel White's voice. Now, if I'm being honest, when I watch the OVA, I still try to imagine Jaleel White's voice whenever Sonic speaks. In that regard, I may just be stuck in the past, but I'm excited for the future as well. Or I guess I should say I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, the upcoming movie doesn't look like it will be a box office banger, but as long as it's decent, as a Sonic fan, I'll be satisfied. To be honest, I could talk about Sonic for days on end, but I feel like this is a good place to end things for now. So, this has been Toon Lore Done Right, and don't forget to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. If you really like what you heard, you might even want to drop a review or two. So, if you have any suggestions on a movie, TV show, character, or concept that you'd like me to tackle in the future, you can tweet at me at Divine Hughes. That's D-E-V-I-N-E. H U G H E S, or you can use the hashtag Toon Lord Done Right with your suggestions. So until the next time, I can give you the TLDR. It's been real.